Welcome back to the Thrill of Victory podcast. My name is Seth Yates. Joining me as always is the legendary Will Fain. And today we have another special guest for us. Former Southwestern Oklahoma State standout, current pro basketball player, Thomas Davis. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Perfect. Perfect. Can't forget, uh, you know, great old Hudson Hornet as well. That's that's mm-hmm. where the real start was. In there, too. <laughs> so, Thomas, what? What can you tell us about the transition from playing pro ball in America to the, playing and playing overseas? You've played in Lithuania and you're in Poland currently. What can yeah. you kind of tell us about you know the the difference in the game, style, speed? You know what what can you speak to with that? First of all, living in Europe is totally different than you know anything that's in the states. The whole culture, the food, you know. Um, not too many people speaking uh, English as fluent as we are. Of course, they speak in English here, but it's not, you know, like me and you were talking right now. You know, you got to, really, you know, talk slowly, slower to them, have <laughs> work, playing and all of that stuff. So that's the first uh, that's the first uh, difference uh, when you come overseas. But as far as basketball goes, it's, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot smarter, I would say. That's the best word I could use. Like the guys that play here that are born here from, you know, whether they're from Lithuania or Poland or Germany, they have really high IQs in basketball. So, uh, for instance, when I first came overseas, uh, I wasn't a very good shooter. You know, I was really athletic. I was fast. You know, I could play defense, but I wasn't a good shooter. And so my first season overseas, they would like literally like not guard me. Like they would just let me shoot the ball. And I'm like, you know, I wasn't used to that. You know, like, like kind of like the disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like what? Like you gonna let me shoot? Okay. So every year I started. You know, I worked harder and harder on my jump shot and you know improving my game because uh, we might be more athletic than them or whatever. But the way that they think and the way that they uh, the style that they play is more. Um, you have to really like not just go out and play basketball. You got to really like think when you're out there playing because, you know, this guy, this guy knows that you want to go back door. He knows that you want to go right or left. So you got to, you know, kind of play a chess match within the game. So I would say like uh, the intelligence is one part. And now um, I would say, I don't know, man, like uh, the athleticism for, for, for the, the European guys is not as good as ours, but, the, the guys that are athletic, uh, you know, you can't have everything in basketball. You know, you got some people that play defense, some people that are athletic. So that's why you build a team. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody has their own thing that they're good at. So you just got to find like your – when you – especially for like somebody like me, when I'm used to being like the main player on every team that I've always been on. Now I come overseas and I got players that's better than me or just as good as me. So now I got to learn how to play in a system and mm-hmm. effective, uh, you know, so – that was just like some 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 differences, right? So with uh, with the IQ being where it's at, do you think it's more of team based playing skill wise rather than what we've kind of seen in the NBA and college ranks, where it's a lot of ISO ball and a lot of different uh, leagues right now? Uh, in Europe, ISO ball is considered bad basketball. They they really like they really like to move the ball, backdoor cuts, flare screens. Uh, running UCLA offense and stuff like that. They like movement and ball movement uh, on their offense. So, you know, of course, there's some guys that can get away with playing one-on-one. You right. know, if you're a good you can get away with stuff like that. Like, when you make a shot, nobody's going to say nothing. But if you're playing one-on-one, four positions in a row or five positions in a row, you're missing. Now your teammates are looking at you. Your coach is looking at you like, what's, what's going on? Like, you know, hey, like, so it's not it's, 
it's times and places for playing one on one, but most of the time it's the offense is like ball movement, screens, flares, uh, backdoor cuts, stuff like that. Kind of, how did you get started? You know, overseas. How did that happen? Because that's also something I've been curious about. It's like I know a couple people that have played, you know, professionally overseas and played in Europe and stuff. But I always wondered, kind of, how did that happen? How did you get that connection? And you know, how did that work? All right. So um, when I was at Southwestern Oklahoma, um, my last, my senior year, uh, my athletic director uh, called me in the office and, you know, I was planning on going back to school because I didn't finish. I was planning on going back to school the next semester. So, you know, I was working and, you know, uh, going to school, summer school at the same time. And, you know, I was in the gym working out one day and my athletic director came and he pulled me in the office and he was like, you know, I used to coach this guy that he's an agent in Lithuania right now. And, you know, he's looking for new talent and I recommended you to go, you know, to try to play overseas. And at this at this time, I was, you know, young. I didn't really know anything about nothing in Europe or even, you know, I didn't even know where Lithuania was, to be honest. I was just, I was <laughs> like, just like, hey, you know, like it, it was a chance it was. to go ball. So let's go. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I called my mom and I'm like, you know, I got this opportunity to go overseas and play in Lithuania. And she was like, what are you waiting on? Like, <laughs> you should just go, go, go for it. It was a tryout at first. Um, mm -hmm. So I just had to make a decision, like, because uh, they were saying something like if, if I don't make the team or whatever, then I have to pay for my way back and I have to pay for my flight going there. So I had to, you know, I only had a little bit of money at that time. So I'm like, I could gamble with this money and try to go overseas and, and, and make the team or I could just try to play it safe. And my mom just convinced me just like, you know, you just need to go. If you, if you don't make the team, then we'll find a way to bring you back. So I went to Lithuania, the plane, I'm by myself, never been to Europe before, don't know anything about it. And, um, I met with this agent that was my um, that played for my athletic director, and he was a cool dude. Like you know, he spoke English normally and everything, and I was surprised. I, I didn't. I was expecting him not to know anything, like know any uh, English or anything like that. So uh, I had a. I finally had a tryout, and you know, I killed it on the first day. So um, I got an offer on the first day. So I got to call my mom and be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going home. You know, I'm, uh, I can play. <laughs> He's going to play in the second league or the first league, but I'm definitely not going home. So that was a good feeling. And that's pretty much how I got started. Awesome. Cool. And so is that one of those things, like, once you get in, you kind of stay in because now you're playing in the season. Other teams are seeing you. You're signing with a different team the following season and moving around. Is that is that right? Uh, pretty For the most part, yeah. But I would say it, it depends on your situation and, and your numbers. If you're on a winning team and you got good numbers, then it's easier to find a job if you're on a losing team and got good numbers or if you're on a losing team and have bad numbers. Right. So, you know, a lot of – believe it or not, a lot of the coaches are looking for stuff like that. Like, you know, they'd rather have this guy that scores seven points a game on a winning team than this guy that scores 20 points a game on a losing team, you know, because he knows that this guy that scores seven points, he knows how to win, he knows what it takes to win. But this guy that scored 20 points – whether he, he was doing it within the system or not, you were losing. So, you know, the right. other guy job before you. So it's, it just depends on the situation. I wanted to uh, go back to your high school days for a moment because any time I ever think of, you know, back then, I just remember me and all my friends, you know, seventh grade, y'all have a playoff game in, the, in Nacogdoches. And I'll never forget it because we were like on the sideline, and this was before I even knew any of the coaches, Rob, Rhett, and all of them. And uh, 
I had just moved to Lufkin and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to go see Thomas and Jalexius. And I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> who, who are these guys? And I'll never forget because I remember you drove the lane, slant, dunked on somebody, and then Jalexius gets a steal off the inbounds, kicks it back to you for a corner three. And I, I think the whole gym was all Hudson, but the main person you could hear was your mom. But I just want to see like, what was it like playing so long on that high school team with like your brother who you obviously grew up with? I feel like that's a special connection that you guys have on and off the court. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was crazy, man. Uh, because when, when we were younger, my mom would always, uh, she didn't want to like go to two different practices and let my brother play in a low and, uh, and with the lower grader kids. And, uh, I was playing with the upper. So she would just make my brother play with me in the upper, you know, upper grades so she would go to one practice me and my brother play on the same team and you know we mm -hmm. built our kids that way we play outside together when we're at home all the time so when we got to, to high school it was just like it was natural like we we didn't even have to yeah. like look at each other to know when we were going to pass the ball we didn't know we, i knew what he was going to shoot before he did like so it mm -hmm. was just like it was something crazy did that you can't you couldn't scout for that like you couldn't yeah you couldn't do anything about it because it was just like we had been playing together for so long so many years that it was just, it was like tug, push and pull, like type of thing. So, you know, I always knew what he was going to do. He always knew what I was going to do. And that really like helped us when it came to, to winning games. That's, that's the big plus right there. And plus, a lot of y'all grew up together. Like, wasn't Steven Mask and yeah. Chris Simmons, yeah. weren't they on yeah. those teams too? Yeah, we all, yeah, we all, like, basically, like you said, grew up together in the same area and all of that. So, yeah, we all little had dribblers. Um, like before we got to high school, we all we all knew each other, so it was it was cool to play with all those guys. And how'd you get your start at uh, Western Oklahoma State? Well, first I went to uh, Richland College in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was a, a D three junior college in Dallas, and I played there two years. My first year, uh, I had a pretty good season, and my second year, um, during the season, we had some scouts come to watch practice and. Uh, the the coach from Southwestern was there, and he wanted me to come take a visit. Um, I had I had two visits that I took. I went to Lubbock Christian University first, and then I went to Southwestern. And uh, when I went to Southwestern, they loved me straight away, and they offered me everything straight away. And uh, so that's how I ended up going there. And so I know the rules are kind of a little bit different for uh, you know playing overseas. You know, the biggest one that I can think of is you can just kind of snatch it off the rim. As long as yeah. it's not falling down. Uh, yeah. What was kind of the rule that maybe took you the longest to get used to, the biggest change from what you've grown up playing to now they're enforcing? Oh, that's that's an easy one, man. The, the traveling rule. The traveling rule here is is a lot different than, than at the States because when you take your first step, you have to dribble the ball immediately. You can't take a, your first step and lift up your second foot and dribble. They, they call travel every time. So my first year mm -hmm. in Europe, I was traveling every game like two or three times. And so I had to like really work on it and practice every day, like dribbling the ball before I took my second step. So that's a big change. Um, the way they set screens, like the big man can actually like roll, like roll with you when they set the screen. So they can actually move when they set the screen. So it's kind of hard to like get over or under a screen if, the, if they letting the big guys like move the hips or move the leg just a little bit, you know, because mm -hmm. you can't call everything. So the, the big, the big here are, are they smart enough to know that the referee's not going to call it every time. So they, they, you know, the way they set the screens are kind of weird. Um, 
the the knocking the ball off the rim that was a crazy one for me because <laughs> I just like one time I was just shooting the ball was bouncing on the rim and a guy knocked it off and I'm like I'm sitting there looking like what like what happened and they <laughs> running up fast break so yeah um but there's not it's not too many like crazy rules that oh you can't call timeout in the middle of a game that's a big one really uh, wow yeah if you got if the, if the ball is live you can't call timeout and only the coach can call timeout the players can't call it hmm. so. So if there's something happening, then you know you need. I, I did it like two or three times my first season. I was timeout, timeout, and the guy stole the ball from me and made a layup. Like so, I was like, "Well, you can't call timeout." Wow. Like, girl. yeah. So that's one of the differences too. Um, uh, when you're shooting a free throw, you know, at the crib, you can once once the player has the ball, you can't move like on the on the line mm-hmm. or whatever. But in Europe, you can freely move until the second shot. So. Uh, on the first shot, nobody has to be on the line, or you can move in and out. Like pe- people moving while you're shooting a free throw, basically. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, so, pretty crazy that, too. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, another thing that was different. Oh, the fans actually cheer. Like they actually scream when you're shooting a free throw instead of for the other team. Like trying to distract the other team, the fans are cheering when you shoot the free throw when you play at home. So it's that's another difference. Like. Normally, you would want it like a quieter in the gym, so you right. focus. The fans just they just scream, and so yeah, I had to get used to that too. They're still excited what, uh, about the great play that you know got you to the line. Yeah, I guess I yeah. guess so. Even on the even on the second free throw, they still like. <laughs> what uh, what types of like fan engagement things are y'all able to do? Like uh, like you know like different fundraisers or like little pop up signing autograph kind of thing or. Um, it's, it's, it's different here because, uh, they actually, uh, let us go into the schools and talk to the kids. Well, I don't talk to them, but you know, I go, I go into schools and, um, you know, we play with the kids and, you know, we hand out flyers to the games or whatever, or tickets to, you know, we'll do a contest and whoever wins gets tickets to, to the games or whatever. Um, and actually during the games, um, they have like competitions for the, for the fans to shoot half court shots or whatever. And somebody will win a t-shirt or something like that. Um, we don't really have like a, like a meet the players type of thing. Like if they do that, they do it in the beginning of the season. But after every game, we all, you know, all the fans line up around the court and we shake everybody's hand. We take pictures, sign autographs and all of that stuff. So, um, we still, we still get our fan engagement, even though when the the coronavirus was happening, then, you know, no fans was made a little bit difficult there. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah. talking about uh, the season. So, like, what is like the regular season in playoffs? Because I, I feel like it could be different compared to what we see in the NBA over here. Uh, it's actually not that much different. Um, the The regular season is very long. It's like eight months long. You play like once a week, so that kind of gets boring because you you basically getting paid to practice every mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. Because you know you have so many practices and then you play one game in a week, so it's not you know something that's ideal, but uh, every team does it in every country, so, so it's like it's something normal over here. And when the playoffs start, uh, the games are a little bit quicker. But um, I think last year uh, we made the playoffs, and the first round was the best out of five. Um, the second round is best out of five, and then the final is best out of seven. So okay, and actually, um, when you make it to the semifinals, the look to two losers in the semifinals play for third place. So that's something different that they do in Europe. Oh, that's. That's really interesting. They play a best yeah. of seven for third place? No. Uh, well, in the Polish League, the best of seven is for the final. And then okay. the third 
and they play two games, one at home and one on one on the road, and they do the difference between the points. Mm. So that's that's what wins the the third place medal. I think eight month regular season that would be yeah, that's crazy. Like rest health wise, I feel like that's okay because you don't have those back to backs and flying everywhere. But that's a that's a long regular season. No, we don't we don't fly, but we take the bus <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, <so>. Right. <laughs> A lot of ten-hour bus rides, eleven-hour bus rides, you know. But I mean, we go we go to each city the day before the game. But still, when you have an eleven-hour bus ride the day before, then you got to play an hour bus ride after the game. You, you got to stretch out for like an hour and a half or something after one of those bus rides. Yeah, seven. I'm not the tallest guy, not even close. So we got seven footers, you know, six ten. <laughs> it's it's crazy. So what about the Euro Cup? I know that's kind of like a, a tournament that they have like kind of mid-season. So you're playing your tournament, you're playing your league games, and then you're playing tournament games on top of that, uh, kind of like how they do it in soccer. What is that like to you know play in those games and have a whole separate, entirely different tournament going on mid-season? Um, it's, it's pretty cool, actually, uh, because for us, the players, we we don't want to practice every week for 10 practices and then play one game. So for the players, it's amazing. You play one game in your league and then two or three days later, you got to fly or, you know, you play at home against another team. So it's for us, it's, it's a lot better. Playing more games for us is is um, it's, it's more intriguing than just having practice every day, seeing the same guys playing against the same guys, doing the same thing every day. So uh, when it comes to, to playing in two different leagues, you, you want to play in more leagues because you want to play more games, obviously. So, um and when I get a chance to play in two different leagues, then I, I, I'll try to sign with those teams that play in different leagues. On top of that, you going to I'm going to different countries like Spain, you know, Germany, you know, um, seeing different things I never saw. So you get to travel, you play in basketball, you know, you're doing something you love right. for a living. You can't get much better yeah. than that. And you, said, you want to usually go a day earlier to these cities. You yeah. get like time before and after games, like kind of explore around and see different sites that you haven't been able to see yet or um after the game not so much but before the games say you know if we we're in warsaw or you know somewhere in a nice city in poland and you know we, we go out but it's not like nothing crazy you just because you know you got to play a game the next yeah, day so so you know we go out have a dinner or something and then we go back home and you know rest up i was at oregon state last year and we had our one of our assistant coaches stephen thompson his son uh, was playing in it. They were in the final of the Euro Cup. I had no idea about it, and that was my first time ever learning about it. We're, he's telling me about the games. Oh, they're playing this team. Oh, they're playing Cameron Krutwig, who we played in the NCAA tournament the year prior. Oh, they're playing this team. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of this is. But like, the more that I learned about it, it was it was so neat. It was so cool. Yeah, it's it's really intriguing, especially like for you know people that don't get to watch European basketball when they get to watch it for the first time. They're just like. So, for one, like, the culture is always different. Like, no matter what team you play for, it's always going to be, like, you know, fan. Uh, for example, um, we had fans. I was in a, on a team last season. We had fans travel with us to every game, like, at least 10 of them, like, every game. No matter, no matter how far it was, they was there. So, like, this was it's something, like, different for me because, you know, of course, like, when you're in high school, the people are traveling because the games are closer, yeah. you know, but – they traveling 10, 11 hours just to see you play for two hours and then go back home. And they got they work in nine to fives like everybody else. So, yeah. you know, this vacation was it was crazy for me to see that. But, you know, you enjoy stuff like that and you try not to take, you know, 
stuff like that for granted because you know you can't play forever so when when something like that when somebody's showing you that type of support even if they don't know anything about you or your family or whatever they and they still come out and support you then you know that's kind of special so what is like uh in your typical off season like do you get to stay you stay there do you get to come back to the state side and work out here or do you do a lot of more training over there uh, mostly, mostly I'm playing street ball in the summer. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, uh, three on three, this FIBA three on three on three, they have this tournaments every year. Yeah. Uh, Europe and, you know, different places and, you know, I'm, I'm getting involved more and more in that. Um, and I'm using it to work out too. So, you know, I'm playing tournaments, trying to, you know, make some extra money on the side and I'm working out at the same time. So it's something that, you know, um, I've been doing for the last three, four years now. So I'm actually staying in Poland every year. And, and when I come home, I come home for like two or three weeks and then I come back. Right. Just so I Because when I'm at, I'm at home, you know, then I get distracted very easily. You know, I start gaining weight and all stuff like that. So <laughs> it's better for me when I'm in Poland. Right. And I just, I just do, you know, no, normal stuff. You know, I, I work out in the weight room like probably like three times a week, you know, running. Um, th- that's really when I get in my best shape is in the summers because I don't have any – I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's just me basketball or me in the weight room, and you know, I'm just getting better every summer, or trying to. Right. Uh, you said the game was a little bit faster paced. So, what's your conditioning like to keep up in these types of games? I know it's only like one or two a week, but to be continuously moving and doing those types of sets and everything instead of just regular ISO ball. Man, this is. Uh, we actually right now we're still in the free season and. We run on the track like once a week, and I'm getting too old for this, man. Like I, I told my coach, I'm like, "Yo, man, this is like something that we doing in college or something." But you know, I'm playing with a lot of young guys this year, so I got to do it. But the conditioning for me, it, it, my conditioning never goes too far down. So because I'm playing in the summers, uh, unlike most most of the people that play uh, overseas, they just take the whole summer off. They don't do nothing, and then when the preseason starts, they try to get back in shape, but. I'd rather already be in shape when the preseason starts. That way, you know, I don't have to worry about you no know, injuries or, you know, something something getting nicked or something like that. So mm-hmm. I try to stay in shape the whole the whole year during the season and during the summer. So one thing I'm kind of curious about is like, you know, you gotta you gotta like your teammates. You gotta enjoy the guys that you're playing with because that definitely helps with, you know, chemistry on the court, off the court, just team cohesion. And so playing professionally. Do they treat it kind of like a family, kind of like that, or is it more like a business? I'm here to do a job, play the game, go home, and kind of keep to yourself. I think I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I would say it's more it's more like um, more of a family thing than than a business thing because you're seeing these guys every day, twice a day. You know, you know this guy's kid, you know this guy's wife, you know you're hanging out outside of the court as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a couple. There's a few people that'll take be more like, okay, I'm coming here. I'm going to do my job. I'm going home. I don't want to be bothered. Stuff like that. But most of the time, especially when you got other Americans on your team, it, is, it makes it a lot more fun because right now I'm on a team and I'm it's just me and eleven Polish guys. So I'm the only American on. The team, you know? So, um, but when you're playing with other like three or four or even five other Americans, then it, it makes the season go by a lot faster because you know you can interact with those guys a lot better than you can with the Polish guys. Or, you know, from wherever. But um, now I'm starting to, you know, try to pick up the language in Polish a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm only with Polish guys and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, 
I've been here seven years already, and I'm, I know a few words, but it's hard. It's very, 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 very hard to pick up this language. It's probably like one of the top three languages in the world, most difficult <laughs> language in the world. So <laughs> I'm learning like a little bit here and there. I forget something. <laughs> I'll have to, you know, learn it again, whatever. But it helps me now because, you know, a lot of a lot of people um, that are older, they didn't get to get taught English in school. So, you know, when I'm talking with somebody older or trying to with somebody older or with a baby, I can't talk to them. But everybody else in between, I can talk to them because, you know, most people are speaking English now. So the language barrier is not so much of a problem. It's more like more of a cultural thing. And, and you know, of course, you got you got different people, different personalities on every team. So um every year is something different every year there's new stories like i got stories from from every one of my years that i've been overseeing <laughs> from different guys from you know different things that happen and it's, it's you know it's one of those things that you know even if you got some people on your team that you don't like or whatever that you, you just got you know you got to deal with it or you know you know you gotta you know be professional most of the time so it's it's kind of, it could be kind of difficult but when everybody on the team likes each other that's like you want to have a fun season but you went in a little Makes it a good season overall, yeah. rather than just trying to get it over with. <laughs> For sure, I had a couple get it over with seasons. And it was- <laughs> so, what's the turnover rate like? You know, playing there is there kind of like a like a core group that they keep together, and then they bring a couple fringe pieces, some role players, or is it kind of like you know mostly a new squad every year, maybe one or two guys returning? What is what is that like? Because I've kind of heard both, uh, but I've not really gotten to dive into it too much. Uh, I guess it. I guess it depends on um, the team. Basically, most teams you're gonna get a different team every year. Basically, unless unless your team like won a championship or did something special, then they try to bring those guys back. But if you were just like a normal regular team, most teams are clearing house every year, starting over. Even with coaches, but most coaches don't get to coach on the same team like multiple years in a row. Mm-hmm. So. I was I was fortunate. My first three years in Poland, uh, I got to play for the same team for three years in a row, and it was good because I built a rapport with that team. And you know, I didn't burn any bridges or anything like that. So um, it was really it was really cool to play. But then I got you know I kind of started wondering like how I'll be playing for other teams in Poland. So that then I started you know playing for different teams. But I never I never um, any any foreigners. I never played with more than once. Only the Polish guys I played with uh, more than once, but everybody else is, you know, come and go type thing. And it's really, it's really like uh, next next week somebody could get cut from the team, somebody could get injured, and then now you got to bring another player, and he's got to get adapted get acclimated to, the team. to it. You know, it can be it, it can happen like that two or three times. It can, the coach could, could lose his job. You know, he lost four games in a row. It's a business at the end of the day, so you know, right. the team. You know, bring in a new coach, and now this coach might not like you better than this coach did. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you got to deal with in a, in a particular season. But uh, I've been fortunate to you know um, be good in every season. So, yeah, I was just curious about that because of the the two guys that I know pretty well that are playing uh, internationally. They've got combined five years now, and I believe it's with five different teams in five years. So I was just kind of curious if that was really the a trend or are they just kind of, you know, moving on, taking a better, you know, a better opportunity or is that kind of how it shakes up usually? Well, no, normally that's, that's normally how it is, you know, okay. no matter what, what level you're on. Um, because the thing is, whether you're in, you know, Poland or Spain or, you know, any other country, you want to always go up. So you don't want to like 
it go down or stay in the same level. So most mm-hmm. people are like, I had a good season here. Now I can try to go to this level. Well, now I got a good season here and I can go to this level, you know? So, but you got to take it season by season. You know, nobody's going from this level to the top level. You know, you got to, right. It's levels, you know? So, um, everybody and everybody knows it. Like after my second or third year, I'm like, you know what? I'm probably going to be, you know, here and there changing teams. And then I came to Poland and I was just like, I kind of like Poland. So, you know, I kind of stayed, I stayed here. Um, this will be my seventh season here. And I've been, I've played in four different cities. And like I said, it's always been a different experience every year, but uh, I'm getting now to where I'm kind of, I'm getting older. So I'm like, you know, kind of want to be one more stable a little bit, but I know it's not, like, it's not a fairy tale world, you know, it's, it's still a business and, you know, you can't always get what you want, but, you know, I can, you know, try to adjust contracts or whatever and, and try to stay in, in one place or one area so I don't move too much. With the uh, with the Euro League evolving, that what it's going into, do you see? Are you starting to see more people from America like kind of integrate into the Euro League and play that way? You know, it's it's hard because a lot of people that are that are say, for instance, an NBA player can come to Europe and play in in Europe and not be so successful as they would be in the NBA because, like I said, you know, there's more. The, the players are smarter here. There's more ball movement, player movement than any other thing. And if you're not just if you're not going to score 60 percent when you play one on one, then you're not going to play one on one. So like that's that's just how it is here. Like, OK, if we give you the ball with six seconds left, then do your thing. But we're not going to come down the court and call like, OK, yeah. that's a like, twice. Hey, isolation. So, uh, none of that going on over here. So. Um, just because just because you got other guys that can do things, too. Like, so it's, mm-hmm. it's not. It come down five position and roll. Say it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. So you got to have like a play. But all right, you, you you're gonna have the ball. You're gonna come off this pick and roll. If you got the shot, take it. If you don't pass, now this player's got to do this. And this a, it's, it's like it, it kind of sounds robotic, but when you're in the game, you kind of understand because you you know you can still have the freedom to do your own thing. But if you mess up, you gotta be willing to take the consequences. Like, like hey, I'm just gonna pull you out of the game. He's gonna you know you might lose minutes that you normally had. Um, before just because you made this mistake or whatever and that's that's like some things that can mess with your head when it, when it comes to um to playing in the game because you know some coaches are like you make one mistake they take you out of the game you, you know you uh you foul and you're not supposed to foul they take you out of the game and now you like you know like i i don't even know what to do like i don't know if i should shoot if i shouldn't shoot if i miss i'm coming out of the game so there's a lot of things you got to adjust to the euro league sure. is it's a really high level, high level mm-hmm. basketball. I respect, I respect those guys that play in the Euro League because, especially if they're Americans or um, you know, played in the states and then having to trans transform their game to the to the European game and still be able to play at a high level. That's like it's very difficult to mm-hmm. do. And I got respect guys because it's not like I said. It's not like you know you can just go there. You know you're gonna shoot twenty times a game or whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. You know you're gonna uh, have to play just play defense on this guy or whatever. Like when those guys go to get to that level, they gotta do everything. Like if you're a point guard, you gotta be able to score, pass, play defense. You know, read the game well. If you're a big man, you gotta be athletic, set screens well, rebound well, all that stuff. So it's not just it's it's not just playing basketball. It's actually like having a system and you know executing what the what the coach is telling you to do so i got respect for those guys and, and they're, they're really good players too so the weirdest thing for me was that aggregate scoring that they did because like 
I know they lost the first game and then they lost the second one. Like it was, it was super close second game, but just the, the idea that like we could get blown out game one and then game two, we win by six, but it doesn't matter. We won the game, but we lost the yeah. championship. And that was just such a weird concept. Yeah, that's how it is for the for the Poets League for the third place game. Say, you know, the first team won by 20 points and then the second team won by 12, but they still lost the chip the middle, but even though they won the game. Like, so it's it's like that's some different things that go on that you just got to deal with, I guess. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, it's, it would make more sense to have a best, best out of three or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not the commissioner or whatever, so <laughs> we, don't make, we don't make the rules over here. So I just go with the flow, man. Uh, so are you able to keep up with like a lot of the sports that you grew up watching over here? Like, you know, football, basketball, anything like that? Or It's crazy hard to watch uh, an NBA game or a football game because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to stay, stay up to three or four in the morning or I have to go to sleep at nine and then set my alarm and wake Dude. up. At and I'm still like half sleep even when the game is going on or whatever. So um when the when the playoffs go on i'm more locked in like i'm more like mm-hmm. running like i'm actually playing in the game but i'm not but um that's when i that's when i really get like locked in even with the football season uh, the regular season i'm just like you know uh, like I like, yeah but when the playoffs start then i get more locked in like this year in the finals i was watching every game every second oh, yeah. even though it was like 3 or 4 a.m here and i'll go to sleep at 7 and then wake up and do it workout or whatever so it's it's difficult but you know for me it's worth it to watch just because you know for one the commentation is in english for one because you know we, we watch here even the games that we play on tv uh in poland the the commentators speaking in polish so you know it's not it's, it's not as exciting when you don't know what they're saying you know so it's like, uh, oh yeah yeah, so even even like it's it's crazy because I'll be watching and I'm like, oh man, the commercials are in English and everything. Like you know, like, <laughs> like oh, this is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll see a, like a like a Domino's uh, commercial or something. I'm like, oh man, that look good. Like you know, stuff stuff like. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it sounds weird, but when you when you over here and you don't see it all the time, and you know, uh, I'll walk. The, I, there's some days where I go three or four days and I don't even talk to nobody just because I don't have anybody to talk to. Like I can't. I'm not going to start a conversation with somebody in Polish, you know, when I don't speak the language or whatever. So uh, it's, it's just the small things like that, you know. Who did you uh, did you have winning the finals before it actually happened? Did you have a pick? Man, you know what? I, I, I thought Golden State was going to be a tough out for everybody, but mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to they were gonna win. I thought Brooklyn was going to win, honestly. But um, I don't really know, man, because this year is, is going to be different because yeah. – there's a lot of deep teams this year. A lot of deep teams in the West is loaded. Like uh, you got Memphis, you got Dallas, you got Utah, you got um, Denver, you got Clippers, Lakers, uh, um, Golden State. Uh, and I yeah. see where the Lakers might be trying to trade Russell Westbrook and either get like Buddy Hield and Miles Turner or. But they try to be. Got to do it without losing their draft picks, and it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you're gonna have to give up some of those. Yeah, it's not. I know. But the even draft, the East is pretty stacked too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and then and then some teams got to know that when they get Russell Westbrook, he doesn't want to get bought out, so oh, they're gonna yeah. have to deal with Russell Westbrook for that season. So I know it's it's real. That's probably difficult for them, but you know, LeBron is 
LeBron is a beast, so you know he can get that. He's been doing it for a long time. I don't know how much he can go any longer. Uh, he had a good season last year, but he had it without Anthony Davis. I'm just, I'm curious. I'm yeah. Anthony Davis factor in this whole thing because if he has a, a a monster season, then they can do something. But if not, I don't see him making the playoffs again. Uh, no, and I've got a theory though. I think he's going to stay. LeBron's going to stay in until his son gets in, and whatever team that is, LeBron's getting a one year over there. And then he's gonna yeah, call it. Not a two year extension. So yeah. uh Bron one year of high school and then one year of college and he can play in the league. So that you might be right about that. It'll be it'll be interesting. Of course. Uh, is there is there a good way for all of our listeners to just kind of check in and see what you've been doing on in the season? Any social medias or Yeah, I got a I got a IG Thomas underscore Davis underscore ten. And my Instagram is I mean, my Facebook is Thomas Davis. If you look, look me up or if you find Will, you can find me. Perfect. Perfect. Thomas, we appreciate you taking time out of your you know busy practice schedule. And you know, it was pretty late there in Poland. We appreciate yeah. you staying up and joining us here. No no problem, man. I, I'll, I'll do it again sometime soon. If you guys want to have me on, I, I'm, I'm ready. Definitely. Oh, we're going to need, need that midseason update. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Just <laughs> let me know. I'm ready. So we appreciate it and best of luck to you this season. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it.